You're listening to Film School, broadcasting every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time at KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California, and on the web at KUCI.org slash filmschool. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. In Muyen Rangabo, our guest today, co-screenwriter Sam Anderson, follows two young men, one Hutu and one Tutsi, on a journey through Rwanda's war-torn countryside. The film won the Grand Jury Prize for Narrative Filmmaking at the 2007 AFI Film Festival. Sam Anderson, welcome to Film School. Thank you very much. How are you today? I'm doing well. Really? I'm doing well. Glad to hear it. Now, now you're the, the uh, co-screenwriter for the film, which, by the way, is, is just beautiful. It's wonderful to watch, and it's, it's, a, it's a great story. How did you come across the story? Well, what was the impetus for this? Um, well, the impetus really came from um, Isaac Chung, the director. Um, he had the original story idea, and it had come through um, different accounts that he had been reading about Rwanda in preparation for going there. Uh-huh. Um, he, his uh, plan was to teach a film class for the summer of 2006, and kind of as he was preparing this class, um, he came up with the idea of having basically a feature film made with him and the students as the culminating project of the class. So this was in Rwanda he was going to be teaching the class? In Rwanda, that's okay, right. Okay. This, this, um, this is truly a, a, a film school project then, I suppose. It is, yeah, it is. Um, I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't through a specific film school in Rwanda that yes. he was um, doing the project. Uh-huh. Actually, since since we've made the film, we've started to um, try to lay the foundation to have uh, some more classes there and to provide um, some production support and production infrastructure. I guess you could say for um, for students there. Um, but before this class, there was um, there really. Uh, was not not very much, um, at least not that he was involved in. So it's kind of from a, a ground up kind of project. Now, now some of the the cast members are from that original class. I understand. A couple of them are. Um, yes, uh, the the um, actor who plays Guiza, the cousin in the film, um, he was from the class, and he also uh, was working behind the scenes when he wasn't uh, when he wasn't on camera. And then Edward, the poet who delivers the poem um, toward the end of the film. Uh, he was also a member of the class, and he was actually the production manager of the production. Well, how did that work? I mean, you, you have people that are cast members, and also that's uh, quite a crew makeup, I guess is what I want to say. How, how did that work? Were people comfortable acting and, and working in production? Um, you know, they, they really were, um, especially for, for those two. They were, they were the ones who were usually keeping us entertained behind the scenes anyway. Um, so they were, they were very natural performers, and um, they just felt very comfortable um, jumping back and forth between, uh, between their different roles. Um, and then for, for everybody else, um, it, was, it was a very intimate experience, I guess. We, we had a crew of um, probably, uh, probably 18 total, I would say, yeah. including myself and Isaac and then uh, Jenny Lund, who is another producer and the, the sound mixer on set. So, Muni Rongobo. Now, I'm a, I want to make sure, I've, I've been torturing this title all week. Say it for me, please. Uh, Muni Rongobo. 
Monia Rongambo. Okay. Gabo. Oh, okay. Emphasis so, on the Gabo. Yes. Gabo. <laughs> now, uh, I just was looking through the production notes here, and I stumbled across a crew member with his last name being uh, this. Is it Noel? Noel Monia Rongambo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was Was that an inspiration for the title? What, what, what's the uh, What is the inspiration? Uh, actually, his name was an inspiration for the title. Um, he uh, he was actually not. Uh, he was away at, uh, I believe, a film school in South Africa when we actually uh, shot the film. But he helped Isaac prepare the film, and um, he uh, Isaac was struck by his name, and he explained um, the, basically the origins of his name. And Isaac was very struck by this. I guess the the origins. Um, come from uh, Rwandan tradition, and Munyarangabo in Rwandan tradition was um, kind of a, a frontline warrior or uh, a, a warrior who would who would lead the others into battle, essentially. Now, let's get in a little bit to the uh, the actual storyline uh, mm-hmm. of of the film. Um, go ahead and describe for us, describe for us what uh, what it's about generally. Um, well, the, the story, uh, the basic story follows um, these two these two street boys from Kigali, the capital city. Um, one is Sangwa, and then the other, the, the hero of the film, I guess you would say, is uh, Munyurangabo. And they are, uh, they've been living on, on the streets of Kigali. Uh, Sangwa is a runaway, and Munyurangabo is an orphan from, from the genocide. Um, and as the film begins, they have decided to take a trip back into uh, back to the countryside. Um, their first stop being Sangwa's home, so that he can visit his parents for the first time in, in three or four years. And then the second journey, or the second leg of the journey, being towards Munyarangabo's um, home village, where he hopes to find and confront the man who was responsible for killing his parents during the genocide. Now, obviously, now according again, according to the, the the notes on the film, you wrote this. You and I assume um, Lee Isaac Chung wrote uh, the, this script, in I guess in a broad way, in a broad outline uh, before you went there. Is that is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Um, so so like like I said earlier, Isaac had kind of the basic story idea, and then from there, he and I worked in dialogue to flesh out that story more and to uh, to give shape. To, to this journey, um, but we we deliberately left it open because uh, obviously neither of us are are native to Rwanda, um, and so we wanted to leave a lot of room open for um, improvisation on set or for uh, the, for the film to respond to um, things that we were encountering there, uh, and to provide as well. Uh, input from the crew and input from the cast. Um, so, so, for instance, the dialogue in the film, um, we, we, we never wrote out a script with strict dialogue. Um, we had, by the end of our writing process, we had uh, essentially a treatment with a list of scenes, um, fairly detailed, but um, still pretty loose. And then once it got down to shooting, that was when um, Isaac would work with the actors to work out the actual rhythm of the scenes and the dialogue within the scenes. So you had you had improvi- improvisation on the on your mind going into this project, and uh, what was the single biggest impact that that uh, the crew, the cast and crew, brought to this film in terms of a storyline or just maybe a scene or something? What was the biggest impact in 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 on the film? 
film. Um, you know, I, I think it was actually, um, it actually had to do, the biggest impact had to do um, with the, well, two things. I would say kind of filling in the, the daily details to give, to give the film a very um, realistic texture um, and to, to, to make it a, a very um, a very detailed portrait of what contemporary life in Rwanda in the countryside is like um, on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then also in terms of in terms of the story before uh, before we went to Rwanda, um, Isaac and I in in the original script we did not actually specify um, that that the two friends would be from from separate tribes. Um, from separate ethnic groups, um, and that was something that uh, that came about through through dialogue with the crew and with the cast, and and that was um, that was something that that was on that was on their mind, and um, that they that they wanted to um, to to bring to the forefront so in, they, in the film. In a manner of speaking, they, they they were insistent that it be two different the, from Hutu and Tutsi. Um, well, right. Um, okay. Yeah, they they as as when when they kind of saw the story and saw and saw the idea um, for it, it was kind of speaking with with Isaac. He he and the the cast um, kind of worked out this particular detail of the story together. We're speaking with Sam Anderson. He's the co-screenwriter of Muyun Rangabo, and. I notice here too, uh, just reading the actors' biographies. Uh, the uh, Jeff Ruta Gengwa, is that right? Am I saying that close enough? <laughs> uh, close, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> uh, and and, uh, and Eric, I won't attempt the last name on that. Uh, they both had. They're both orphans. It seems like of the genocide. Uh, is is that something that played into their acting? Is that something they spoke about freely while they were there? And is that something that impacted the film? Um, it, it did impact the film quite a bit because their um, their personal stories very closely reflected the stories of their of their characters. Mm. Um, and in in the casting process, I mean, we we knew Isaac knew the um, knew the character that we were that we were looking for with with Munir and Gabo with mm-hmm. with the central character and so he was he was looking for for someone whose whose story was similar to that um and and Jeff uh, did have a very similar story and then uh Eric Eric and Jeff were actually very close friends in in real life um so so part of it they we just kind of chose chose them together to be in the film because they already had this very close relationship um, and then a lot of the a lot of the elements and the experiences that that uh, Eric's character Sangwa goes through in the film came out of came out of Eric's story uh, because he he is in fact uh, a, a, a runaway himself and he had not long before the film he had returned to his home and oh. so the scene the scene in the film where he where he returns to see his mother and the things that he brings his mother. Um, those were actually directly out of his his recollection oh. of, of those events. Now, now the parents that he does um, reunite with in the film, those were people in 
from the village where you were shooting in. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. those they're actually the owners of the house uh, that was the main location. And I and I find that fascinating. You you use the rural setting uh, almost by default because the the way I understand it, the Rwandan government is pretty much overcharging for any permits to shoot within the city because so many bigger productions have gone there and thrown money at them. Is that a good interpretation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's 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 wonderful that you were able to, to focus on on the rural setting. You did did a, a great job on that with the sound, with, with the photography and, and just the story itself seems to to work in that setting anyway, the journey itself, rather than being a city focused. Did did you have any encounters with the Rwandan government while you were there? Um, we we really did not. Not while we were shooting. Um, there were a, a few a few times where uh, for for different spots where we were planning on doing a little bit of filming. Um, and for instance, the the scene where uh, where the two boys go down kind of into the the field area where there's a dance performance going uh-huh. on. In in order to um, in order to put that on, um, we had to um, approach some of the local authorities in in that region. Um, so, we, so we had some some interactions like that, but those were uh, were very uh, were very straightforward and very easy, and we, we really didn't run into any trouble in in that way. So you asked for that that dance sequence to be performed. Is that something that wasn't going to happen anyway? Is that- Oh uh, well, actually, we we simply asked for the permission to to put it on and to uh-huh. invite. Um, basically, the way it worked was the the place uh, the the camp where Isaac had been teaching the film class also had um, this uh, performing troupe who who were involved there, and so he asked them if they would be interested in being in the film. In order to put on the scene, um, he wanted to have them and come and give a real performance, and we would simply invite uh, invite the people from the village there um, and kind of shoot shoot the, the bits of scenes uh, right in the midst of that, right in the midst of an actual performance. Yeah. That, that so in order a, to do that, we had to get permission. That was a beautiful performance. I, I was really spellbound by what was going on there. Did, did, did it take many takes? Were you there for a long time putting that together? Uh, we really weren't. No, it, that that performance, uh, that that sequence came together uh, almost in a documentary uh, fashion. Especially the, the parts that simply show the the dancers and their performance are, um, I would say, strictly strictly documentary. Um, they performed a, a few a few numbers there um, during the afternoon, and um, and Isaac was there with with the camera, and um, and we were just shooting right in the midst of that. Um, so that, that, was, uh, that was another bit of improvisation that you were doing then along the way. It, was, uh, it, it made itself uh, available to you and, you, and you took the opportunity, I guess, to, to shoot it. Mm-hmm. That's uh, right. All right. We're speaking with uh, Sam Anderson. He's the uh, co-writer, co-screenwriter, and co-producer of Moyanrangabo. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and now you're, the, the film, you were there... Um, the, the film, the actual shooting, of the film took about eleven days. Is that correct? That's right. Now, That's how right. long? And how long were you total in the country of Rwanda? Um, I personally was there for about three to three and a half weeks. Right. Um, 
Isaac and then uh, Jenny Lund, the, the other co-producer, they were there for a total of about two and a half months, I would say. Now, what was your impression generally? Here we are, uh, 10, 12 years removed from, well, maybe more, more about 12 years removed from the genocide, uh, the slaughter uh, that, that really took... Uh, well, estimates is up to a million people, 750 to a million people uh, were, were killed during this, um, during this period of time. What's, how is the country doing, in your opinion, generally speaking? What's the relationship between the two main tribes now? Um, I, I mean, I was, I, I think it's, it's a, 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 overall, it's a positive situation there now because, um, there, there has been such a concerted effort to, um, to I guess, face up to the past and to, to find reconciliation together, um, to, to overcome differences and to, to find healing as a nation. And uh, I think the, the process of, of shooting um, also gave, gave me personally a lot of optimism because it the the people that we were that we we're working so closely with um on on the film um it it was it was very clear uh that they um, that they had just had a very strong desire to um not simply to to get past what had happened but um to to understand what had happened and to ensure that it doesn't take ever happen again, right? Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, it, it, it's such a, I mean, it's such a terrible the the whole thing. The, the what happened, uh, the reaction on the part of the uh, neighboring countries and the world is just it's a shame that we should uh, we should all be kind of trying to reconcile and and never uh, see happen again. Um, but now the film is. Uh, it's traveling around the country. It's going to be playing up in Seattle um, and as well as San Francisco. Am I correct? Uh, it's upcoming uh, screenings. That's right. That's right. And I believe it will be playing in Chicago as well. Well, they can go to a website. They can go to filmmovement.com to find out about the film, where it will be playing. And also, if they're interested, if uh, our listeners are interested in uh, buying a DVD of this film, yeah, you can go to filmmovement.com. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's it's a terrific film. It's a remarkable story. Uh, and it's a story that uh, mirrors in many ways the uh, the experience of Rwanda in these last uh, last few years. Um, how do you feel? Um, do you feel like you accomplished what you set out to do with this film, Sam? I, I believe so. Um, I You know, we didn't have... I, we didn't have a very clear idea of what we wanted to accomplish um, when when we started out, other than um, other than telling the story with um, with as much um, seriousness and um, and respect as as possible, and also um, in in a way that that would be um, that would be appreciated by a Rwandan audience and in. Um, in a style, and of course, in in the Rwandan language, um, they would they would speak very directly um, to to a Rwandan audience. Um, so, I, I feel um, I, I feel that we um, I feel that we accomplished that. 
Yeah. Um, I, I think it it's um, yeah. In different different individuals and different audiences have have different responses to the film, and so. Of course, I have, you know, Sam, I have a quick question for you because we're running out of time here. But has sure. this film screened in Rwanda? It it has. It has not had. Uh, we've been working for the past couple of years to have uh, kind of an, an official premiere in Rwanda, which which still has not happened. But it has screened for um, some smaller audiences, and then in fact has has screened on the television station there. Um, and the response to to both of those has been um, has been positive. Well, excellent. Well, that's terrific. Uh, once again, and. <laughs> In, in, in my quest not to butcher the title again, but Moyarongobo uh, has been uh, is the work director Lee Isaac Chung and yourself uh, as a co-writer and co-producer, and um, you should be very proud of it. It's a terrific film, and good luck to you uh, as you move it around the country. and uh, And I hope that you get a uh, uh, a theatrical distribution for this film as well. So good luck on that. Oh, thank you very much. Right. Sam Anderson, thanks for being on Film School. Thank you. To learn more about Film School, listen to more interviews, or subscribe to our podcast, visit our website at kuci.org slash filmschool.